Welcome to the Rise Up in Business podcast. I'm Tracy Myler Crane and I'm your host. I'm a business lawyer, an entrepreneur, a wife, and a mum to two wonderful little people. This podcast is designed to be the business and law podcast for small business owners. Each episode explores different business and legal concepts in a clear and easy to understand way, all delivered in bite-sized chunks that are easy to listen to. You're sure to be able to take little nuggets of gold from each episode and implement them into your business straight away. I'm bringing you these podcast episodes each week with my intention being to share with you what you need to know to feel empowered so you can rise up and take control in your business. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Rise Up in Business podcast. Oh my gosh, this is going to be so much fun. I'm speaking with Yvette Meyer, who is a business and marketing coach. And Yvette works with her clients to help them reach the point of feeling lit up and liberated in their business. And I love that. Yvette, hello. Hello. What a beautiful introduction. Thank you, Tracy. I'm so excited to be joining you. I'm really looking forward to this chat and I just know that so many people are going to get so much out of this. I love the energy already attached to Lit Up and Liberated. You straight away know whether or not you're going to gel with somebody when they're that bold saying, this is what I stand for, this is what I am, this is what I do. I love it. Where did that come from? (laughs) It's a really cool story. The full back story is that I spent 30 years of my life in corporate. And yes, 30 sounds really long. I did start at 17. And over the course of that time, lots of different chapters, but probably the biggest defining moment was 11 years ago when I was diagnosed with breast cancer. And going through that experience woke me up to the fact that whilst I had a very successful, high profile, a career beyond my wildest dreams, I didn't feel connected from a purpose perspective. And in fact, when I dug a bit deeper, I was just about to use the word ashamed. I wasn't ashamed, but I certainly, after breast cancer, started to disconnect from what my purpose in that industry was, which was basically to help massive businesses sell more of things that are not necessarily good for us. And over those 10 years, or it ended up being seven after breast cancer until I ultimately left the industry, I felt very trapped. I felt stuck because I have all the trappings, multiple mortgages, nice car, like nice things, all all of the luxury lifestyle, business class flights, like I'm talking I'm living life as a queen. And then to go through this, but that's not actually important not know what next, but to start really feeling this disconnection and misalignment with what I did in the world every day versus how I felt. I Ultimately, I would say I felt stuck and then I also felt drained by it. Over the years after that diagnosis, I, I went through the process of, right, well, I'm going to leave. I'm going to do this thing, but I can't completely unravel everything that I've built. I don't want to like sell my house and holy moly, like how am I going to support myself and what what does success look like outside of the the industry which had built me up to such a high level? (laughs) First, true story, instead of leaving the industry, I moved to New York because that's what you do, right? (laughs) Why not? And in doing so, I felt like I was new lease on life, living in one of the greatest cities in the world, 
But whilst I was doing that, I'm like, but I can't after this joyride go back to where I've come from. So I, I need to start expanding my skill set. So I started health coaching for a year with integrative nutrition because after breast cancer, I was really leaning into well-being. I've always been a, a huge yoga goer. So then I studied yoga teacher training, but I still wasn't thinking, oh, now I know how I can support myself and maintain my lifestyle. I was just like, okay, well, look, I'm growing skills, but I'm still, you know. Then I got headhunted back into the biggest role of my life. The opportunity that was presented was really hard to say no to because flown back home, everything, business class, everything taken care of. And my mum has dementia. And so I knew that that was gradually going downhill. So I took the job and I lasted two years and I knew probably within the first six months that I could not, I couldn't do this. So I started selling essential oils through doTERRA on the side bought into the dream. I hope that that would like build me my multiple six-figure salary and I'd be like cruising off into the sunset feeling amazing. And during that time, I was seeing a kinesiologist who at the end of one of our sessions said to me, so how do you want to feel when you create this life that you're dreaming of? How do you want to feel? And I said, I want to feel lit up and liberated. And that's where it came from. It came from, yeah. Wow. Oh, my goodness. What a story. I know. And it was just one of those moments and it's been a through line ever since. It's like that's what I want. It's what I want for my clients. It's what I want for the world, God damn it. Like we're so conditioned into get a job, get into the rat race, follow your nose, get the promotion. And I did that for 30 years only to really be miserable. It's my like, that's BS. You don't have to do that. You can actually create a better outcome for yourself, but it's going to take courage. It's going to take resilience. It's going to take a whole boatload of freaking showing up when it feels hard and you can do it. And on the other side, there is so much joy, purpose, impact, all of the things that I'm excited for. Oh, all of the things. And this is the reason why I wanted to get you onto the podcast to have this conversation because this season of the podcast, I'm very much focusing on the small business owners that get to around about the three-year mark and they we pause, come up for breath, and some are in love and fantastic and, like myself, absolutely in love with what I'm doing every single day, but some are so tired. And I hear more and more often women asking what am I doing? Do I want to be doing this? Is You know, I'm tired, I'm fatigued, I'm doing all of the things. And you speak about what you say are the six stages of entrepreneurship. And I just wanted to have a chat with you about that because I think that this is going to shine a light for so many business owners who are in that, in that space. And for some, it's going to be skates on, go talk to a vet, you need to do a pivot. Others, it's going to be, girl, you are right where you need to be right now. And this is what happens. So can you talk to us a little bit about that and what you see in, with your clients when you're working with them? Because we're getting so tired. Yeah, that happened to me. So, yes, I can talk too. And, and this just honestly came to me recently while I was thinking about how, the emotional journey of growing a business and the thought process and how they're the same thoughts that are, are essentially coming from my clients to me that I have had myself along the way. And it's like when I first started, like everyone, I was in survival, which is the first stage, right? It's just like, oh, my God, can I actually make this work? And I put myself on a huge budget because I'm like, I can't afford all the things. 
Like I have a mortgage to pay. I have some savings, but I stopped driving through the cross city tunnel. I'm talking about driving the long way to avoid the tolls. That level of budget, which I've never, you know, never experienced before in my life. And then now three years later, I'm like there buying high-end fashion, loving, loving myself. And I, and it got me thinking about how the stories that I told myself, like back three years ago when I was at that survival stage, my inner narrative was, I don't care about fashion. It is not important. I absolutely believe that experiences are more important than things. And I, I still believe that, but I actually love things. And it took me going through the other stages of entrepreneurship to meet myself again and say, oh, hang on a minute. I desire nice things and I always will. I like that. I, I do like that. And I'm interested in that journey because I too like nice things. We need to allow ourselves permission to admit that and to say that because there's just too many stories. And we beat ourselves up as business owners trying to wear all the hats and do all the things and fit all the stereotypes and it gets exhausting. So you really are these stages and it's like the first one is survival, right? And that's when we're like, oh, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, can I even pay my bills? I don't know. Is this going to work? Should I get a job? Should I get a part-time job? Like all of, all of that. Then we get to the stabilise, which is, oh, oh, not only did I make enough money to pay my bills this month, I can afford my life, but holy crap, what's going to happen next month? How can I create monthly recurring revenue? Is that even a thing in the work that I've got? Like how does that even work? Then we kind of get through that and we're, we're making it work. We're like seeing the, we're seeing the fruit of our labours in terms of a little bit more consistency, but we now want to grow. We're like, okay, I'm paying myself, I'm good, but far out I'm working hard. Yes, yes. Oh, my God, I'm working more than I ever did in corporate. Everyone's going to be nodding right now, going, yes, that's me. Yes, I relate to this. Like I'm working more and I'm exhausted and is this even worth it? And I got to this place and I was like, hmm, I did not leave my corporate job to work more. And, look, you might have. Like I'm not saying that every entrepreneur has the same response to this because I know so many women who are just on a mission and they're like, I'll work seven days a week because I love my work and I want to build to seven figures and I'm all for it. But no, not for me. I'm 50. I got to a point where I was like, this isn't what I wanted to build. And so this is the part of the journey that I call time to get strategic. Like this is when we think, okay, so what does my business model look like? And am I prepared to do the difficult thing, which is potentially slow down to speed up? Yeah, that could look like, do I need to niche really deeply and go through that, ooh, I feel sick because now I'm not going to serve all the, all the people with all the things, I'm going to do less. It could look like, am I going to launch one, two, three digital products that start to scale my impact without scaling my time? It could look like, Am I actually going to be okay with earning a little bit less if I have choice and freedom? And I think this is such a pivotal part because, like you said, there can be a level of I'm done, I'm out. And this is really where the pivot lives. And so for me what that meant was 
okay, so I built quickly and I'm so proud of myself. I'm so proud of myself. But I care more about my quality of life than that number. So how can I rebalance? How can I look at my business model and and shift some things? So for me, that meant actually stopping selling all of the different offers I had. I already had launched my mastermind, but instead of mastermind course, this, 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 I spent six months only marketing and launching the mastermind. And I really pulled back on -on one-on-one work. The last 12 months, I have worked 25 to 30 hours a week. And that's not every week, you know, if I've got something big and new and exciting, a big launch going on, that goes out the window. I do have it set up now, so I only do client calls Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Actually, my calendar is closed on Mondays and Fridays. They're days where I can be creative or I can play. I can do what I want. Uh, And just the discipline of saying no. Because I like when I first did it, I had one client who was like, but I really want Mondays. And I was like, all right, just you. And then I'm like presenting it the whole time. And so in that process, I then I found that I could create freedom. And actually my, my income in full transparency did not grow in the last 12 months. However, I worked almost half the hours. There are so many people that are going to be listening to this saying, oh, my gosh, how did you do that? But it's exactly, it's getting your head in the space, niching, being clear on what you want. And what I'm hearing you say is you've been crystal clear on your why from the very beginning and that you were taking those moments to stop, to assess where you're at, where's it going, is this what you want? And I love that. And so when people are getting to this point in their business, which I think what I'm seeing a lot of is really around that three-year mark, sometimes a little bit longer going, oh, is this what I want? What am I doing? This is, this is the time and this is what you're, you're calling the pivot. Yeah, and, and in that pivot, you know, it wasn't a massive pivot for me, but it gave me the space to choose from full alignment with what I want versus being led by com- my competitive nature, which is all about strive for more, which I still have. And, I, like, I have to kind of quiet her down. I'm resonating. I'm resonating with that. I'm going, oh. <laughs> I'm like, yes, you want a million-dollar business. Yes, you do but really why? And I have all sorts of reasons that I can tell you, but at the same time, at what cost? Yeah, that's the question. When women come to you or well, business owners come to you, is this what you see a lot when they're at this point? They come either at this point where they're like, I want to scale, but I don't want to do it in a way that compromises my life. Or they come to me because they're a bit greener and they have a clear mission and they're excited, but their marketing isn't landing. You know, they don't have my 30 years in marketing as a background. And so they see what I'm doing online, they resonate with me, and we work together to really elevate their messaging, get them dialed in on their ideal audience and cutting through to grow. And from there, then we start to look at the business model. And is this the optimised stage? So we've got, we've talked strategize, you get to strategize. Optimize is CEO mode. It's like, right, okay, I've changed my strategy, but actually it's working. Woo, yay. And for me to keep growing whilst retaining this level of lifestyle that I'm starting to appreciate, I need to expand my team. I need to let go. I need to do less. And it's another stage of having to slow down again. Like you, you literally have to set up so much systemization to make it work or it creates more work when you 
start running a team and trusting other people. Gosh, it does. And it can be often not set and forget all the systems and structures in the team. It's not set and forget. It's still your business. It's still your thing, but it requires work. And again, I don't think, like I relate to the optimised stage, but I don't think it's set and forget, which is why I think it's really important to get support and help. We don't have to do all this alone to work through this. Yeah, 100%. In terms of support myself, I have invested in coaches almost from the very beginning or and masterminds. Like there's been times when I've had a mastermind as support versus a one-on-one coach and there's also been times when I've had both. But I've always had support. And then the other part of that is growing my team, but doing that in a way where I'm... I know this will be music to everyone's ears, but doing it in a way where I'm setting up those standard operating procedures bit by bit and not having to recreate anything when inevitably the team changes. That's that's ideal, isn't it? And is that where we get to the sixth stage, which is thrive? Is that what that looks like? <laughs> yeah, thriving, I, I believe. And look, I, like I said, I, I, I actually don't think this is linear. I think you actually go up and down. You generally don't go all the way back down to survival, but you might. You might because what tends to happen is once you've got it all working and things are more automated, leads are coming, you have a clear process for how the team supports you, Your if you do have digital products, they're starting to grow, your top-line revenue is getting bigger, you're optimising the team, that's all happening and you're like, oh, my God, like everything's amazing. You, what happens next? Well, I think that I I should probably launch another business. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. And, look, you're probably right in, in what you say and many people will nod along and say, oh, yes, and others like myself would say, no way on earth, never. Well, I'm you. I'm not planning to launch another business and, and some of this thriving is my observation because I'm still doing a lot of optimising. But what I'm seeing is so many that get to that, like, oh, my God, and, and I am talking like seven figures and, you know, I'm investing back and I'm giving to charity and, like, it's, it's what I want, right? But then they're like, and now I have a new announcement. I have another business launching. <laughs> we see it. We see it. We do see it all the time, certainly. That's not on my radar. So the takeaway here and which I'm really excited to have been able to talk to you about is this concept of lit up and liberated. And it's a thing, and I just, as I said at the beginning, I love the energy attached to it. I love your story and how you got there. I think it's so inspiring because it's really important for us as business owners to know that we're not alone. And when you're actually able to watch someone's story or hear somebody else's story, it gives courage and inspiration to what it is that we're thinking about doing next. And, you know, oh, my gosh, look what such and such has done and look what Yvette's done. I think it's amazing. And then to know that this is the space you're in now and your passion is to help other business owners achieve what you've achieved and you're continuing to achieve. And I love that. Tell me, and we'll put your details in the show notes, but how can people find you and how can people work with you? Google me. That'll be fun. <laughs> I love saying that. <laughs> no, but legitimately, I am a personal brand. So if you Google Yvette Mayer, there, you're going to get me. Very, very little of me. There is another Yvette Mayer. She who lives in New York. How funny. But she's 
is down the rankings because I'm all over it. And Instagram is where I hang out the most from a social media perspective. Jump into my DM anytime. And my website is eventmayer.com because I like to keep things really simple. So yeah, it's, it's genuinely easy to find me, but also to go on a little bit of an archive dig and you'll be able to see all of my corporate background on Google as well. Oh my gosh, there you go. It's all it's all there for everyone to see. I love that. Yvette, thank you for coming on to share your story with us. I'm so happy to have been able to introduce you to my audience because I just know that so many people are going to connect with this, which is what this podcast is all about. So thank you. It's been a pleasure and so much fun talking to you. Uh, thank you so much. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. <laughs> Outside of my barking dog. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for today's episode. Thank you for joining me. I very much appreciate you taking the time to listen. If you liked the episode, please be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. And if you found this episode to be of value for you in your business, I would be ever so grateful if you would take a moment to leave a review on Apple Podcasts because that will help this podcast reach the ears of more business owners. If you haven't already, don't forget to jump over to my website and download your free copy of my annual legal checklist designed specifically for small business owners. And if you're ready to set your business up so you can get paid every time hassle-free, check out my course, Getting Paid Made Easy. You can access these resources on my website at tmsolicitor.com.au. Remember, in business, prevention is better than cure. I'll be back with another episode for you next week. Until then, take care.